Welcome to Freelance with Freedom. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield, and I'm so excited you're here. I help creative freelancers become fully booked and in demand in any market, on their terms and without burning out. I went from broke makeup artist living in a room I couldn't stand up in, living paycheck to paycheck, to working on the red carpets of LA as a celebrity makeup artist. I also created a six-figure business during a global pandemic in less than seven months. After working around the world and on set as a celebrity makeup artist 15 plus year, I was tired, tired of the hustle culture and an emphasis on being busy. I was tired of the starving artist mentality and buying into the narrative, there's only one way to be successful. So I decided to create my own version of success, to break the rules and rewrite my own. And I wanna show you how to do the same. If you're a freelance creative and you want to generate consistent income, work with your dream clients, and step into the CEO role in your business, you're in the right place. There's room for you at this table. Today's episode is sponsored by my one-on-one coaching container. This is a private container over four months where I'll help you increase your client base, income, and opportunities without burning out. I'll show you how to work less and earn more and step into the CEO role in your creative freelance business. I've helped my one-on-one clients create their highest cash months to date, launch their own programs, make over six figures and beyond, and create infinitely more freedom inside their business. So you can fill out an application to work with me one-on-one in the show notes, and I can't wait to support you. Everyone, we have such a treat for you today because I am joined by one of my previous one-on-one clients, Shafira Pratiwi, and I'm so excited for you to hear her story working as a beauty and advertising makeup artist based in Jakarta. Welcome, Shafira. Hello, hey. I'm so excited you're here. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling like a celebrity right now. (laughs) You are, you are. So like I said, for anyone who doesn't know, Shafira has been one of my one-on-one clients. And what is so special about Shafira, one of many things that's so special about Shafira, is she came to me with some very specific goals. And I think in less than 12 weeks, you achieved every single one of your goals. So I want to talk about today, like how you did it, what you've learned from this experience, and how this is going to help you in the trajectory of the rest of your career. So Tell us first of all a little bit about your market, Shafira, because I know when you first came to me, you had concerns like, will this work for me, given that I'm in a very different market? So tell everyone a little bit about the market you work in. In Jakarta, there is an expectation for makeup artists to hire hairstylists when working with them. It's actually not true because I personally and myself have not asked my clients if they ever need a hairstylist, but I've always thought that that is how it would work. And so for me, when I just started, it's, it's kind of a hassle to mm. get me booked and then to have another hairstylist booked by me. So yeah. it's almost like I have to get bookings for two people at once, for me and the hairstylist. I always think that, oh, being a hairstylist is very easy in Jakarta because you don't have to have a website. You don't have to go find your clients, you just, you just have to have good connections with makeup artists. And so that was my assumptions. And then I worked with Harry, and then I confronted my beliefs around that. And I figured things out eventually. Well, and, and let's kind of start with some of your goals. So when you came to me, and to be clear as well, like it's fair to say you were really nervous about one-on-one coaching, weren't you? I remember you being like, oh, what if I can't do it? What if I can't see it through? 
And even, I think by like week three, you were already like, I think I've hit one of my goals already. <laughs> so I was like, you're going to be fine. But even I think, you know, being willing to confront certain beliefs you had around your work. We worked yeah. a lot on money mindset, a lot on kind of a bookings, rinse and repeat strategy that would work for you given the market you're in. So um, when it came to the things that you were struggling with most inside your business, Shafira, like what was causing you the most stress? I think for me is to have a fixed partner, which is a hairstylist that I could bring with me everywhere to every single job. But now I realize that it's not possible because they're a freelancer as well. Unless I want to work with them with a contract or something that I can promise to give them a job, I essentially become their agent. Yeah, for me, that was causing me the most stressful. But now I realize that I don't always have to hire other people for my clients. I can always ask them if they need it. I can always say that, okay, hairstylist is available on request. And when I hire hairstylists for them, I make sure to take percentage off of them for me because yeah. I essentially like get them a job and they just have to show up and they don't have to do all the admin work, negotiations. Amazing. And I think the goals you had, I've gotten here, there was a monetary amount that you wanted to make. You wanted to clean up like your signed deal memos and the processes that you had with clients. We worked a lot on your boundaries, negotiating, which I want to say like Shafira is the queen of negotiations now. I'm going to say it because I know you won't. Like you are so good at negotiating and you wanted to get paid on your own terms. So when you think back to that list, what were your thoughts about doing those things before we started? It feels like I'm being such a diva, <laughs> to be honest. feels like I'm being such a diva because I was writing that down. I was like, I'm so focused on what I want and what I want to be and how I want things done. And then when I look at my list, I was like, oh, I'm being such a celebrity. <laughs> I'm such a newbie in this industry. I can't be that much mm-hmm. of a diva. I know writing that things down is what I needed. I know I want those things because in my experience, those are what what used to cause me stress. When I say I want to get paid on my own terms is because I used to wait like two months without Mm -hmm. any notice. And when I follow up, they just, they were just reading my my messages without any reply. And that sucks to wait for payments when you already done your work. And I don't want to do that anymore because that causes me burnout. And would it be safe to say that like, before we were working together, you had a lot of anxiety around kind of like the chasing of invoices, the kind of setting intentions with your clients. Whereas it seems like now you've gone from your clients kind of telling you what they want and what they need versus you Mm -hmm. being like, here's what's available. Like the boundaries seem so much clearer for you. Yeah, I agree. I made sure before I confirm a job now that okay, I want to wait like around 14 to 21 days for payment and Mm -hmm. I make sure that's that's okay with them as well because some some companies, you know, they have like some bureaucracies but I make sure I never have to wait for payments without any notice and I make sure I get paid on my own terms within those certain days. I'm curious, like what do you think enabled you to do that from going from a place where it's like, okay, well, maybe I even knew what to do but maybe I didn't have the confidence to do it. Maybe I had thoughts around my clients. And you said, you know, I think it's very common. A lot of creatives have this fear of, especially when they're newer in the industry, oh, who am I to do this? Who am I to say that? Versus being like, where can we set up 
the president for being like, here's what working with me looks like. I'm a professional in all aspects of my business. That includes how I negotiate. That includes how I communicate. Yeah, I think what enables me to do that is working with my mindset that I'm not being a diva and that I'm not looking for too much. And that is just boundary and that's just being professional. You know, I think people, people like me want to be professional, that it's very clear for them what to expect from me, what I can deliver to them. Versus being like people pleasing and asking too much things like, oh, how long can you pay for this project? Like being too people pleasing, it's tiring, it's draining. I think when you're being just straight up professional, people will like take you seriously. Yeah. (laughs) They're sure that you're the pro and they will trust you. And so the work will go smoother and you'll get better on time. I love that, Shafira. And, and, you know, I want to be clear, like, your goals were hit very early on, but I know we did a lot of work on the mindset, like you said, especially around people pleasing and the thoughts of like how it was meant to look. Are you surprised how much impact working on the mindset has helped you? I am surprised. (laughs) I'm so surprised. I can never expect I'm able to do this. I used to not believe that I can follow through with this 12 weeks of program. At the very beginning, I told Harry, what if I bail out <laughs> in the mm. middle of it? Because I don't know, 12 weeks of program sounds like a lot of commitment to me. <laughs> and then when Harry sets an expectation and sets boundaries and I realize, oh, the responsibility is a lot on me and that I have a lot to work on me. And that sounds like a lot of responsibility, a lot of commitment. And that makes me scary, <laughs> but I did it. It's so scary at first, Harry. Oh my God. But now as the weeks go by, I kind of get used to it. I kind of get excited for for weekly coaching now. (laughs) Now that it's ended, I was like, oh my God, should I sign up for the lifetime program? (laughs) (laughs) And I think, you know, it makes sense. Like I know when I work with my first coach, I think a lot of people think coaching is someone's going to say, do this, do that, and da, da, da. Whereas what I do with my clients, we have strategies we give you that are proven to work. And I love that it was so nice for you to see. I remember you being worried, like, will this work for me, given that I live in Jakarta and the market is different? That didn't matter at all. That still got you the result you wanted. But I think it's helping my clients become the CEO in their business is really what I see my job as. It's helping my clients make decisions. It's helping my clients find their way of being a CEO versus what the industry has told them it's meant to look like or versus how they feel kind of like what you said about, oh, I thought it was going to be really scary. I thought it was going to be hard. I thought people would think I was a diva. Like when we broke all that down, like very early on, I said to you, I was like, Shafira, your work is amazing. Like your work (laughs) is so good. Like there's nothing stopping you get what you want apart from your beliefs. Yeah. Finishing this program itself is already like a huge win for me. Yeah. (laughs) And I did not expect like this many results. I don't know. I have no expectations for this program, to be honest, because Mm -hmm. I just, I was lost in the middle of my business because it was pandemic and all of that. And I started just before the pandemic. So I kind of feel stuck. I don't know how to get bookings. I don't know how to get myself on social. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But now I figure it all out with the help of Harry. Yeah. But again, I think the courage was what we worked on and kind of working through those fears and something that you touched on, I think, was really game-changing for you early on in our coaching was the art of celebrating. 
I remember yeah. kind of talking, you know, a big part of the culture I teach my clients is like, we have to celebrate every single win. And even like, I remember you being like, well, surely that's not big enough for me to celebrate, Harry. <laughs> and like some weeks I'd say to Shafira, like, oh, what's been happening to me? She'd be like, well, I booked this client. I did this thing and I did this. And I'd be like, what? Why are we not like jumping up and down <laughs> celebrating? And realizing that for you, it was like, oh, I don't know if I feel worthy of celebrating. And like, what is big enough to celebrate? So tell us about that. Yeah, I remember on our weekly coaching calls, Harry asking me what's up with my business. And I told her, oh yeah, I just have a huge campaign coming up like next week. Very casually. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a, it was worthy of celebration because I was like, yeah. that's what working makeup artists should do. Get bookings yeah. for campaign. That was huge, actually. And I go to Paris from last year, so that was amazing. I'm not comfortable celebrating even just little things. I remember showing her, like, I'm creating, like, a touch-up kit for my events and bridal clients. Yeah. I remember telling her about my work with publishing magazines, and we celebrated on our, on our Zoom meetings. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's like the reason people always ask me, like, what's with the weekly wins? What's with the celebrating? And I'm like, when we're creatives... It's so easy. And I talked about this recently in another podcast. It's so easy to fall into this trap of nothing's big enough to celebrate or there'll always be the next thing. And in a way, it's like my coach calls it like the dangling carrot in the cartoon where you're chasing your own tail. It's like I'm trying to get the thing that I've already got. And it's like, you know, when we think about us, when we started our businesses, they're so proud of us and what we've done now, but we miss out on it. And that's why I believe like winning helps you get even more, like celebrating those wins. And when I say winning again, it is like, like you said, I showed up for my coaching calls. I was willing to be vulnerable. I was willing to let myself sit with questions that were uncomfortable and challenge myself to do scary things from a place of, I can do scary things. Yeah. Yeah. And I was told to sit with the ache, as you said, to be, I can be uncomfortable doing things and I can still be okay. That is something that I have to tell myself every so often because I get anxious (laughs) because I'm so comfortable in my comfort zone with the way that I know how things work, with the way that I am told how things would work in this industry, in my market. But I can now learn to be uncomfortable and still be okay and trying new things. I can calm myself down. It's okay to try new things. I can approach things with neutral mindset with no expectations so I don't get hurt. I love that. And again, I think being willing to feel all of it. You said, you know, we're also used to our comfort zone. We all have a place Uh where, and it's not a surprise to me when a lot of my clients are like, when they feel like, oh, my bookings have either kind of got stagnant or I'm not getting the clients I want. It's usually because the comfort feels safer than the willingness to be uncomfortable. It's like, At some point, something has to give. It's like, okay, am I willing, like you said, to try something new, to be open-minded to, let's try this, let's go all in. And knowing that like all our businesses, just like us, are so unique. So we're also constantly going to be tweaking and editing and being like, ooh, what's my special recipe for my business? Like, how do I find what feels the most Shafira version? (laughs) You know, and I remember saying to you, like, how can you lean into being more Shafira? Yeah, I agree. And it helps me so much with, with the anxiety yeah. to learn to sit with the ick, to sit yeah. with the uncomfortableness. And, you know, the more uncomfortable the option that I have is, I think, the more chance that I have to grow. Because when I'm comfortable, I'm not growing. 
Mm-hmm. And Harry always challenges me every week <laughs> with that. I was like, oh my God, what other uncomfortable things that she's gonna teach me today? <laughs> You were so coachable, Shafira. And I do think like you have to give yourself credit for the willingness to sit in that ick and, you know, again, challenge yourself. And I think, you know, for all of us, we all have desires around our career. We all have desires around what we want. And I think it's very different to even make space for like, yeah, why am I doing this again? And I remember saying to you once, like, why did you become a makeup artist? Like there's something in all of us that chose this career, that chose this path to our work, because Mm. to some extent it brings us joy. And we also forget that when we're stuck chasing clients and burning out and kind of stuck in our own mindset, it's like, okay, well, this is to bring me joy. Yeah, I agree. To be able to live in your dream and to be able to work in such a joyful environment and make money out of it. It feels amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing better. And with that in mind, you had to go back to younger. Like, do you remember when you first wanted to be a makeup artist? Yeah. Do you remember I think how, I do. how old were you? So I was always into makeup. I would always like watch the beauty gurus 2016 era. <laughs> Love it. But <laughs> you know, with the Anastasia brow and everything. Yeah. But I didn't explore to be a professional makeup artist until I was like maybe 20, 22, Mm. I guess. I was going to be a pharmacist first because I love chemistry and I would love to formulate makeup, cosmetics, but I realized pharmacy is not for me because it's like (laughs) I didn't do my research and (laughs) and the program is like so hard. I just think it's, it's not for me. I think what other ways can I show my love for makeup? And that to me is becoming a makeup artist. And so I went to a makeup school and graduated from that and became a freelance makeup artist now. Love So if you could go back to Shafira, who (laughs) realized she loved makeup, like your younger self, what advice would you give younger you knowing what you know now? I think I would say to her that there's no right or wrong way to do things that it is okay to explore new things and that you don't have to fit in the box (laughs) you don't have to follow those who told you this is how it's gonna work this is how it's supposed to work you can find your own way and you can create your own way to make things work for you I love that so much (laughs) so so much like that is so powerful And I think like sometimes even that thing of like, what would our younger selves say to us? It's so nice to kind of think that way sometimes, especially when we are kind of stuck chasing something or we're telling ourselves something's not available is just to like check in with younger us and be like, what would she say with everything she can see now? Like, what would we go back and tell this perversion of ourselves from their (laughs) lens? Like, they're so proud of us. Like I always say to my clients, like baby, you is so proud of you. (laughs) She's like, cheering and like doing a dance party for you she's like oh my god we're getting campaigns we're negotiating these amazing deals I'm getting everything I want yeah and working with Harry makes me realize that more is available to me I just have to chase it yeah Yeah. that's it and it's like if you know it's something you want why can't you have it yeah and there's nothing stopping me except my beliefs around that yeah a hundred percent so talking of beliefs 
What do you think is the one belief you had before working together that has completely changed? I think that people-pleasing energy is not welcome here in Harry's program. (laughs) Yeah, I think the belief around people-pleasing, the belief that if we set a boundary, we're a diva, the belief around spending money, around money anxiety as well. I think people-pleasing, it is causing me burnout. And I learned how to set boundaries. I learned how to be assertive and still soft doing it. So I don't have to be like passive aggressive, (laughs) setting boundaries. I don't have to be mean. I can just be assertive. And I think around money anxiety as well, I, I can look at it and be very neutral about money, about where I am now, how much I have now, and how I can make now is up to me. It's very calming. It makes me less anxious about money, about my spending. It just gives me power that I know how to make more and that more is available to me. (laughs) I love her slogan. It's so powerful. (laughs) I love it. You (laughs) took it and ran with it. I love it, Shafira. It has been like the biggest privilege getting to see you win. Like I have just loved. And and again, I always say like, I laughed with love at Shafira when each week you would say like, well, this amazing campaign just happened. (laughs) And we'd have to be like, I'd be like, time out time out let's rewind and let's go back to this amazing campaign you just signed and let's spend a moment there because <laughs> you'd like brush it under the carpet and I'd be like no 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 let's talk about that so I will be enjoying watching you continue winning from the sidelines and where can everyone find you Shafira? So my Instagram it's at Shafira Pratiwi with an x and you can just type my name Shafira Pratiwi and I have a website called shafirapratiwi.com Amazing. We will put your details in the show notes as well. So everyone can see your beautiful Thank work. You. Thank you, Shafira, for spending some time with me. I can't wait for everyone to see how amazing you are and be inspired <laughs> by this. And I love the takeaway, like you can do anything you want. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Harry. Thank you for being here. <laughs> when I here, first Shafira. started, I was like, oh my God, I want to be on her podcast. It's happening now. <laughs> Yay. Oh my gosh. See, you really can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I love it. Thank you so much for being here, Shafira. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Freelance with Freedom. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. So come hang out with me at Freelance with Freedom. You can follow me there for mini trainings that include mindset and strategy to help you step into the CEO role in your business. And if you're interested in taking this work further, head to www.harrietadfield.com to find out more about working together. I'm wishing you an incredible week and I can't wait to see you in the next one.